The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. It's the captain. It's the ticket. 93.7. With Coach Darlington, the great one. Um, coach, you coach so many so many players over the years. Um, I know you are, you are, all you are is 65 years old. Do you miss it? <laughs> well, I'm 82, and yes, uh, I really miss it. I'm very happy to be able to teach the uh, two courses in the fall, and I look forward to that. Uh, with uh, through Metro Tech and through Southeast Community, so so but, some uh, obviously you know you watch and you see things and uh, um, you know I'm just not physically able. If I had an opportunity to coach again, I'm not sure I can handle it. Right, but but you if if one wanted to get in your one on one class, what would they need to do? Well, Southeast Community and their brochure we start at the latter part of uh, September and uh, runs through um, mid uh, November and they just need to sign up through Southeast Community and of course people in Omaha would uh, sign up through Metro Tech and uh, love to have them we've I know this sounds like an exaggerated number but over the years, I've taught over a thousand, easily over a thousand students. Because uh, at one time we would shut it off at 125 students. Now we don't have as many anymore, partially because they're just not winning at the university. So a lot of people aren't as excited to learn about football. Yeah, but I think it's a good class. I think a lot of people should take more time to get to know the game intimately and from a fundamental standpoint. And I think it'll, it'll enhance their knowledge of the game. So if you want to. Well, there's always things that they will learn. In fact, the banquet is always fun. It was always fun when only the women could take the class because the husbands were able to come to the banquet and more than one would come up and say, my wife taught me things I didn't know about football from the class. And, of course, that made me feel good that that they learned things that their husbands didn't know. In fact, we used to kid and say, now, you were dumb enough to marry, marry your husband. You've got to handle him with kid gloves because you don't want to show him up too bad. You might end up in a divorce. <laughs> Yeah, don't don't teach him too much, coach. Don't teach him too much. It, it it might it might mess some stuff up at home if the wife knows a little bit more than the husband in football. Coach, when we talk about 
players that you coached, right? So I'm just going to name the player and you tell me the attribute, like what what they brought to the table. Okay. And these are just – I'm just going to name guys that I had on the show. That way, you know, okay, so I'm going to start with Mike Minner. Mike was a guy that was so quiet after we recruited him and we called – I'd call a little bit in the summer because they didn't have to come up here in the summer and couldn't get two words out of him. And they used to be the freshman practice for two days before the old guys came in. And we go out there and practice, and he was like a magpie. He knew every position where everybody was supposed to line up. And it was, you know, we're, down, we're standing there with our mouths open. But uh, he was the fastest kid on our team when he played. People, a lot of people didn't realize that because usually your corners might be a smidgen faster, but he he was a tremendous player. Michael Booker. Booker is a fun-loving guy from a military base in Southern California. Uh, interesting story about Michael. Uh, some schools, some pro teams would come in and say, we won't even – draft him as a free agent and he went in the first round with Atlanta because he was such a tremendous uh, bump and run guy receivers couldn't get off of him how about this name Mike Fullman well Mike went to my alma mater and he transferred to uh, Nebraska Uh, excellent punt returner and uh, really was a, was a very good player and uh, ran a punt return back against Kansas State when uh, another player on our team knocked the helmet off of the K-State guy trying to tackle him. And, and uh, now he's short, small, but very good and very competitive. <laughs> Coach. We have this. We have a Soder Heyman text line where where we have fans of the ticket and of Huskers. They 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 text in, and uh, one Gene and Lincoln says like a magpie. What's a magpie? <laughs> oh, it's some it's some bird. <laughs> right. Look it up in the dictionary. Yeah, check it, Gene. Look it up in the dictionary, Gene. The coach says Tony Velen, coach. Tony was a very quiet player, very good player. But f- before our game against uh, Florida, he gave the most moving talk to the team before we got on the buses. It was just unreal. And uh, basically said that uh, we were going to slaughter him. Yeah, I remember that. That was that that will all go down as one you know besides i think Christian Peter in the Michigan state that was probably the most uh the best captain speak that i've ever heard oh i it it was amazing and you know he's a pretty quiet guy you wouldn't expect to to have uh as 
as much as he said. I mean, he had everything broken down. And he called it all. What about Steve Carmer? Well, Steve was a good player for us. He was from Wahoo, I think, one of those places, and and uh, played for us in the early nineties. And uh, you know, it was a solid safety. I, I used to love Steve Carmer would come up and bring the vengeance, though. He would just bring it. He bring everything. Is that was that a precursor for your defensive back to be great tacklers? Yeah, I don't remember, and again, a lot of it, as you know, is how we practice. The amount of repetition our players got on the first and second team against the threes and fours. And so consequently, uh, I don't remember guys ever turning a tackle down and not attempting to use pretty good techniques simply because of repetition. Repetition is so, so important for a player to improve and a team to improve. And sometimes you see shoddy play and and you just see, well, gee, they they haven't repped it enough to, to do the thing correctly. So when you compare the way we tackled back then to the way we're tackling now, what's I mean, what's going on to that? How, how do you get better? Because it seemed like to me we we were arm tackling. We didn't we didn't wrap up. There were some some times defensively that we could have done a better job tackling. What type of uh, fundamentals do you teach to be a better tackler? Well, the the one thing we did it in a short controlled area. We wanted the face on the football, head up, and uh, we wanted to be driving through the ball carrier. And I always told them uh, with their arms and the hands to rip this flesh off their back. In other words, you run through the a perfect tackle, and Tyrone Leggett hit an Oklahoma back in Lincoln one time that was as good a tackle as I've ever seen. His face was on the armpit uh, on the football. The, ball popped up, popped up in the air and he ran through him. And again, it's just drill technique-wise. Uh, you don't have to take people to the ground, but just continually re- repeating and practicing correct technique and, and demand players to do it correctly. How about Toby Wright? Well, Toby... Uh, as Bill Bush and I said, and Bill said it one day, he was a great overachiever. We walked out of the football office, and he was sitting there with, I think, his present wife, who looked like she had just come from Hollywood. And Bill looked at him and said, Toby, you're an overachiever, <laughs> because <laughs> she was gorgeous. <laughs> now Toby was an assassin. Uh, he was he was a tremendous, tremendous physical player, and went on to be the franchise player, I think, of the Cardinals. Yeah. Oh well, uh, remember he was at the Rams too. Yeah, maybe it was the Rams. Yeah, they changed I, their names all the time. Yeah. So when you when you you know when we talk about 
those rush ins that we had. Because to me, when I look at you know the the teams, the, 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 these teams that we have now, there is not one or two guys off that end that you can compare to any of those guys going back. And I, I mean, you can go all the way back to the to the late eighties. You can go to the early. You can go to the mid eighties. You can go to the early. But there's not a rush in. Is that a lost art? Having that big. Strong, fast guy that's that's rushing the quarterback. Well, it's not a lost start, but if you don't get uh, players with that that ability, you're playing with athletes that are of less ability, taking nothing away with their from their effort or anything like that. Don't get me wrong, but that's a matter of evaluation and knowing what you want and hopefully be fortunate enough over a period of time to get people that uh, can accomplish uh, those skills. And, of course, other teams are after the same type of people. But uh, you've got to be fortunate enough to get two or three guys that are exceptional, and then that changes the the dimensions and the diameter of the game. All of a sudden, you're going from losing to winning. How good was – what about Baron Miles at corner? Well, Baron uh, was tremendous. There's never been a, a harder competitor. If you would play tiddlywinks against Baron Miles, <laughs> it would be like you were playing for the world championship. He was as competitive a guy as I've ever coached at any any of those positions, and that's, again, not taken away from people that really probably had a little more uh, talent, uh, you know, size, weight, and speed, that type thing. But nobody would compete harder than Baron Miles. And uh, I'll tell you one little funny story. I went to a scrimmage when the Steelers were scrimmaging the Redskins in in July, and he had gotten drafted by the Steelers, and uh, I never let him press because he was so quick and so dynamic by playing six yards off that we never had him press. Well, in the scrimmage against the Redskins, he's up playing bump and run, and so after the game, it was a beautiful beautiful afternoon and we got together and I was laughing and he and he was too he said yeah they let me play bump and run now he got hurt late in that fall camp and they uh, brought him back the next year and cut him you know they had to carry him due to his injury and he went to Canada and of course he coaches in Canada now but uh, he was uh Nobody maximized his skill more than Baron Miles, and nobody would compete uh, harder of any of the great players that I had than Baron. Yeah, he 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 he, he spoke about that. I I told him it was a couple times in practice. One one in particular where I got mad because I was on scout team. I was there for two years and. You know, black shirts were black shirts were black shirts. It didn't matter who you were. They were going to tackle you. 
they're gonna they're gonna make you wish you never went against the black shirts. But so so we went to punt, and he was rushing or doing something, and I just wanted to take it out on somebody. I just wanted to give somebody a little bit of something that I was receiving. So I picked the smallest guy on the black shirt defense <laughs> to pick on. So I thought. So I thought. I thought if I pick on Baron Miles, here I am, six foot two forty. Baron is is five ten, five eight. He's gonna get mad at me for saying that. One seventy, soaking wet. And I called myself, and I was gonna hit him and, and give him the business. And before you knew it, I was on my back, and Baron was on top of me, and and and. I thought it was over at that point, Coach. But he went and told the rest of the guys, and they just teed off on me, didn't worry about the punt, just straight teed off on me. So I got so much respect. Those smaller corners, even the bigger corners, you know, when we talk about coverage guys, what about Tyrone Williams? Ty- Tyrone was an exceptionally good player. And he he uh, went on, of course, and played in the NFL for the Packers. I mean, he just uh, was very, very talented, and one of, was one of the many good players that I was blessed to coach with, coach for. I hate to ask you this, coach, but I I, I want to. Right? You don't have to answer, but I want to ask you: Who would you say is the best corner and the best safety you coached? No, it's just it's just so hard because <laughs> you know I was blessed to have so many good players, yeah. and um, you know we won a lot of games because we had a lot of really good players and and all the factors, not just uh, not just uh, athletic talent, but uh, they had to be competitive and disciplined, etc. No, it. You know, the number of, of good players, both inside and outside, and we mentioned some of them today, but oh, we left out a bunch, too, that were were very, very good. Yeah, I tell people that. Um, so many of them got maximized their talent. Some of the guys that uh, did very, very well, if I had to rate athletically, let's say throw all the corners in a pot and draw them and put them one to, to 15. Um, some of the guys that uh, played unbelievably well would be down in the eight, nine, 10 best corners that I coached. And you'd say, well, gee, why didn't you, why did you push him down so far? Well, if you ask me on athletic ability, that's where that person fit. But that doesn't mean that's where he played or how he played. Mm. You know, players that maximize their talent, regardless of what God-given gifts they have, uh, that's all you can ever ask of a player, that he, he do the very best he can and uh, let the chips fall where they may. Now we, you know, I'm sure there are coaches that uh, unfortunately weren't blessed to have coached so many good players that I was blessed to coach. 
uh, on other teams. You know, they might have might be an easier question to answer for them because they might only had five or six, seven good players. Well, I, you know, I'd hate to think of having to pick seven out of all the guys that I coached. It would would not be an easy affair. No, not no, not at all, Coach. Uh, we're gonna take a break, but 95, 94, 95 championships. Why? How did we win them? Did you think we were going to win them? And then moving forward, how did we catapult ourselves to winning that in '97? So the captain, I'm with Coach Darlington, the ticket 93.7. Be right back. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.